entertained? Because today you will be. Welcome to the Heroes Asylum Review Show. And today we're doing Gladiator. I don't do this by myself. I do it with my cohort, the captain of the ship, Mr. Mike. How you doing, sir? How's it going, man? It's going, man. And I, uh, nice Saturday night. Thought we'd do a little review. And we're reviewing, I think it's 2000 or 2003's Gladiator. 2000. This is, 2000? Yeah, okay. this is yeah. I you, you, when I when I was looking at the numbers, I was like, man, he just made the cut. He just made the cut with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, it was on, the, on that edge. But, yeah, um, yeah, and a good one. And then um, actually, it's a movie that you just recently saw for the first time. Yeah, I had never seen this movie. It was one of those movies. I think at the time of my life, I was doing other things and I wasn't going to the movies as much as I usually do. Uh, nothing against any of the, you know, the director or the actor. I just, I love Ridley Scott and I've always been a fan of uh, Russell Crowe, but I just, something about it just didn't like pique my interest enough to go to the movie theaters. And, uh, and it, I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I'm not saying it was like mind blowing, like what I've heard in the past, but I did enjoy the movie. I, I, I got, I watched the extended cut, so I can't say what's extended and what's not. Mm-hmm. So maybe some of the things I bring up or mention, maybe that'll maybe you'll say, well, that's not in the one in the one I saw. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I remember um, when I first saw this movie, I saw it with my brother before he moved to California, and uh, literally when we saw it, we would we would we saw it again and then again, and then after that, when it came out on DVD, we kept seeing it. It was one of those movies that whenever it was on, we watched it. Like we would always quote it, like you know, and tonight, like all the lines that he has in this movie, my name is Maximus Claudius Friedrichs, or like that line, and you know if. There's just so many quotable lines this movie. It's ridiculous, but I'm sure we'll get there. But um, it, to me, it's one of his finest, probably the best Russell Crowe that Russell Crowe's been before he became fat Russell Crowe. Well, he's not fat Russell Crowe. <laughs> no, he's just a, he's just a very well trained actor. Where he he adjusts his body to what, what whatever the role is. Honestly, when you oh, look yeah. at yeah, I mean, uh, I think if you look at uh, shoot, I'm trying to remember the name of the movie. It was him look and at the movie he did recently. It was really good. Unhinged. Yeah, unhinged. Yeah, but but he he he's one of those actors that d- definitely likes to adjust his body to the role. Uh, I know he was saying before I was reading where he said before he did this movie he was a, did another movie where he had to put on extra forty pounds, so to drop his weight he just went to his home and just worked on the farm because he's got he owns a farm, and uh, and so but uh, but Russell Crowe also made a statement about this kind of the same thing. It's your favorite movie for his. It's his favorite character to play. When he when he looks back at his life at his career so far, he says, "And this is one of my favorite roles, and one of my favorite movies." Well, people agreed because I, think, I believe he won the Oscar that year for, for Gladiator too. So it's not uh, only beneficial yeah. for him, but uh, yeah, I believe he won the Oscar. I think it won, I think it won Best Movie that year. I'm not sure that I don't be mistaken, but I know he did win an Oscar for Best Actor. His only Oscar, I believe, and uh, he was great in the movie. It's fantastic. It's one of those movies that you know it's a sword and sandals type movie. And, you know, sometimes it could be, I don't know what the word I would use is, I don't want to say preachy, but sometimes it would get in the way of itself. But this one was more of like, you know, the history of Rome and Caesar and like, especially when we get to talking to the old emperor, um, I forgot his name in the movie, like his, his, his like Marcus. he's barely in the movie. His name like is he's in the beginning. Yeah, it was Marcus, by the way. It Marcus, thank you. Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. And when you talk to him, like you see him. But I'm sure we'll get there. But uh, there's just so many great scenes with him. I, I thought he should have been nominated for supporting actor, even though he's barely in the movie too. But like his wisdom that he lays on the Russell Crowe, it's almost like the Alfred Batman scenes. Well, like, really, I mean, I, the, comic, but I, I, the counsel I, that he gave. Well, yeah, I mean, I, re- I put it more towards, I mean, to, to the another character that he's famously known for playing Dumbledore. He's Dumbledore to, to Harris. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, I hate to, I hate to, I don't want to typecast Richard Harris, but that's, you know, he was the original Dumbledore. And you, you get that sense when he's talking uh, that 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 parental and that that teacher, mm, and I. But definitely. that's just Richard Harris, you know. That that was something that he had, especially towards the end of his career and his life, was you know that he had those kind of roles that just worked for him. And yeah, it's funny. Like a lot of those actors who they they go that route when they get older, they become more of the teacher type characters in movies. Like uh, uh, Alec Guinness became that too, and I think Liam Neeson's leading towards that way too as he gets older when he stops doing his action films. But um, well, he started. Uh, he already did that. I mean, he already. I mean, you you go Phantom Menace. That's why he was. That he, he already t- he already did that role. <laughs> well, Batman Begins too. Yeah. Yeah, same thing and again, but but that's it. But, so he's already done that. We're talking; those are decades old. So he's going, so he's going reverse. Yeah, so he's, he's going, going reverse. Yeah, twenty seventy. Yeah, you got to think. <laughs> you you got to think those movies were decades old, and he's been doing taking. You know, more. Those are more recent movies. So yeah, no, he's going the oh, other way around. God. Oh boy, he he did he did the uh, 
the mentor roles early you know, or earlier in his career. He now he's what, going, so he just got him out of the way. Exactly. Yeah, let me get these out of the way. I don't want to be that guy. And when I'm older, I want to, you know, kick some ass. I'm going to kick ass at 85 years old. <laughs> okay. with taking nine. Don't we all? <laughs> well, that's true. All right, so what we're going to do is I'm going to go ahead and drop the, the, the trailer for you. I couldn't um, – the trailers are all found. Again, a lot of orchestrated you know, uh, pieces and not a lot of talk. So I found a really cool fan-made trailer. I always like – sometimes if I can't find a really good one that you know, fits, I like to find a good fan-made trailer. So I found a really cool one. And uh, so that way you guys kind of get a refresh of what we're getting ready to do. If you haven't watched it, I had to actually – Download it. Um, like it's not out there on any place to stream it that I could find, except except no, to buy. No, I think no, you have no, to rent no. it. And uh, so yeah, so that's something I had to. Uh, I had to actually go ahead and download myself. So, but here we go for Gladiator trailer. I knew a man once, a noble man, a man of principle. This man served Rome well. The man is gone. Ultimately, we're all dead men. Sadly, we cannot choose how, but we can decide how we meet that end. Gladiators, I salute you. Maximus Decimus Meridius. Father to a murdered son. Husband to a murdered wife. And I will have my vengeance. In this life or the next. Today I saw a slave become more powerful than the Emperor of Rome. You have a great name. You must kill your name before he kills you. You simply won't die. I have only one more life to take. Then take it now. The general who became a slave. The slave who became a gladiator. The gladiator who defied an emperor. <laughs> All right, there we go, guys. Sorry about that. Okay, sorry about that. I, I thought I lost my cue there. Like this, that was a long trailer. <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely. It was like two something, two minutes and something seconds. Uh, so now you were asking about the uh, the, the that year. Uh, it beat out, or it was beat out by Mission Impossible Two. Um, almost, uh, goodness, almost another fifty million more than Gladiator. Gladiator did come in in second place. Oh wow! I, I I didn't know they made that much money. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. When you when you look at the year though, you had Mission Impossible Two, Gladiator, Castaway, What a Woman Wants, Dinosaur, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, Meet the Parents, The Perfect Storm, X Men, and What Lies Beneath. So I mean, that's your top five or top ten for the year. So. You got a decent run of movies that year. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <sighs> definitely big ones. And uh, it also Gladiator, uh, yeah, it was um, Russell Crowe won for the for best actor on that year, but they won for best drama at the Golden Globes. So there was uh, yeah. they they had that going for them as well. And I think, and also uh, Hans Zimmer won for best uh, best score. I think for, this is the time that I started noticing Hans Zimmer's score. I think he was like he was known but not well known at this point. But then you have the gladiator, you know, the soundtrack, the score, it's just freaking epic in scale and yeah. everything it does too. I mean, just magnificent. Well, it was him it was him and Lisa uh, Gerard are the two that, yeah, okay, they, so they he, did the was, yeah, they, they tagged that. Now it's funny as you mentioned about Hans. He was his, Hans was pretty much already known because he'd also I think during the for the uh, Critics Choice Award, Gladiator won for best film, but then Hans also got two awards. 
for Gladiator and the Road to El Dorado for that oh, year. So, he, he, oh, yeah. So yeah, he's you. You will be really surprised for you know folks out there listening. You'll be really surprised when you find out like, what Hans has done. I I have. Uh, I, I started delving more in when I saw him on the Pirates, and then saw him you know getting involved with uh, Warner Brothers on the DC side of things. And I, yeah. I that's when I really started like like t- taking notice of what he was doing. It's a rock star. He's like, he's like the rock star movie scores right now. That's what I call him. Yeah, because before that, I think you had uh, there was another guy in the early late like eighty eighties early nineties uh, that was like uh, always you know long hair long haired actually uh, uh, scored oh, like um, drawing a blank on the name. Uh, I know who you're talking about too. Yeah, he was. He but was he, at, he was right there, like basically. He was Hans right is. there. Yeah, yeah kind I, know of t- I know who you're talking about. Man, I can't put a name. It's gonna drive me insane. Like I can see his face. <laughs> That's what's pissing me off. I know. Me I right know. He's, yeah, he had that that long. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Man, so, if anybody knows who it is, let me know. Gosh, yeah. I gotta. I, it's gonna kill me the rest of the night now. So what we're gonna do? We're out. gonna go ahead and break this down. Go through uh, punch for punch how the movie rolled, what we liked, what we didn't like. Uh, suggestions and we Kane and I always have this tendency of going off a little bit off topic when it comes to these and like hey you know what would have really been cool if they went this route or you know this actor did this or something along those lines so we're going to start off uh, this is now an uh, AD 180 AD uh, Hispano and Roman General Maximus Decimus Mercidius which is a name that Russell Crowe actually came up with they uh, cool. hey, well, they apparently they didn't have much of a script when they were putting this together just yet. Uh, they had um, they they were were working on a on a script. I think they had like a forty percent of the script left over. And really, you know, Crow has this ability to go and work with the best directors, and I think this was just his time to say, you know what, I want to work with Ridley Scott. Because even up to this point, he was still a name. You got to think, dude, this was years before he had already done Ellie Confidential, you know, and that had taken off. Yeah, and I think all the good movies, he, like this was like his springboard because after this he did – I think Beautiful Mind was yeah, after Yeah, Beautiful Mind was the next one after this. But I mean he'd, he'd already had a bit of a career beforehand. Um, you know, you know, it's not just here, but he had a, a, a big career outside of – you know, in Australia. Uh, I think his one of his bigger ones, uh, Romper Stomper, 1992 – and then, of course, the Ellie Confidential, which is where I was introduced to him, and I, I fell in love with no, him. I was like, the man, first I, time I saw him was in a little movie with Denzel Washington called Virtuosity. That's where I saw him. He played like the evil AI that came to life. Okay, yeah, I do remember that one, yeah. That's the first time I saw him. I was like, who is this guy? And then, you know, I was, his career unfolded after that. Uh, a little tidbit about him also is he has a rockabilly, or he used to have a rockabilly band in Australia, too. I forgot the name of them, but they had a couple of videos. And he had a like, rockabilly style. Look it up. I, I just look at uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah, I've seen him. I think he still still is with him. He still gets out there. And, yeah, he still gets out there and does this thing. Man, he's not. He's a rug, major rugby player. So you know, when you, people are like, "Oh, the fat Russell Crowe," that's him on the screen. He's a, one of those actors and that really takes to the role and puts himself full force into the role and puts on the weight. Uh, you know, and you look back at um, like um, Robert De Niro. You know, back in the day, you know, when he was going you know, to Taxi Driver. Look at the way he lost for Taxi Driver, and then he gained yeah, weight later. Raging Bull. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you just look at it. so he's you put him on, on par with that. I'm not saying he's a he's a Robert De Niro, but you know, it, it, the the heart he puts into his roles, you can definitely see that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so apparently, the, for the role of uh, Decius, we had, there are actually a few a uh, few folks that were uh, that a few uh, folks that he was uh, that, that were offered it. Oh. Shoot, who were they? Uh, we had Mel Gibson was first offered the role, uh, but he declined it as he felt it was uh, he was too old to play the character because he mm. felt it was somebody that should have been you know a little bit younger. A little bit younger, yeah. yeah. Uh, we sense. had Antonio Banderas, which to me, that would have been interesting. My thought is because he was a Spaniard. I know you know the Ro- Romans yeah, had they, they had called Spaniard. him Spaniard. Yeah, in the, in the movie too. Yeah, I, but but I think it was also he was Roman. He just was a Roman from Spain. So I don't mm-hmm. think you know when we think of Spain now, we think the Latin America. We're talking you know two thousand years ago. That mm-hmm. I don't think it was the same kind of same same thing back then. No, no, it was it was a little bit different. And and then the last one, which I thought I. Could have seen this one. I don't. Um, I mean, I've seen him do some great dramatic roles, but Hugh Jackman was also considered. Yeah. That, well, it's funny because X Men came out that year. I wonder if he was offered that before X. Uh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, they maybe. I mean, if 
I, I guess, I mean, if you're given maybe a role. Maybe he shot X-Men and he was offered, I don't know. Well, maybe it was just at around the same, same time he was offered both the roles and maybe he chose yeah. X-Men thinking. That would have hey, been an interesting big, one. Yeah. I mean, that, talk about launching his career. That could have launched his career oh, yeah. instead of X-Men. I, either, but it, either worked, one. it worked out well for him, yeah. so. So, uh, so, so he intends to re- uh, return to home after he leads the Roman army into a victory against the dramatic tribes near, uh, I'm going to butcher a lot of names, folks. I do apologize. Uh, Vindo, Vindobona. And, uh, and on the, uh, limes of, uh, Germanius. So, and this, I mean, it starts off with this epic you. battle, just this epic battle. I mean, just <laughs> limbs going off. Uh, I, I just thought it was a great way to start the film. Just so much, yeah. so much going on. And what is it called? What do we? What do you like again? Those cold openings that are just like right getting right yeah. into the action, right into. I mean, we right get there. a little bit of an idea where he, you know he's talking. You know, he's talking to some of his some of his you know his, his lieutenants and you know commanders and stuff about what's going on. Uh, so we get a little bit about what he is. Um, I guess the one thing that threw me off, and maybe I don't know if this is extended or how much it happened in the regular cut, but a lot of the the wheat field scenes in the these like. I, I, I equated them was to. There, was there a lot more scenes in the one you saw? Again, I don't. One, I didn't. The I, don't I, saw, I don't have a lot to compare it to. Oh, okay. Well, I have to watch this one then because in in the original one that I watched, there was like a cornfield scene with his wife and son, and that was pretty much it. That was it. Okay. Now, yeah, yeah. there's the wheat field. It started off with the wheat field, and then throughout the movie, it was sprinkled like these like these natural born killer moments. Yeah. You know, like these little strange little montages of his mind going off and drifting off and doing something, and I'm like, what's mm-hmm. What's this about? There may be something I really wanted. I, I wasn't a fan of it. So we, but we get to find out a little bit more about him, and then we we're introduced to uh, Marcus Aurelius, uh, who is played by Richard Richard Harris, the late Richard Harris, uh, and uh, he tells Maximus that his uh, own son Commodus, who is played by River Phoenix, and not River Phoenix. I'm so wow. Where did I go back? Wow. On that where, where, where was your head at? I don't know. Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix, the brother of River <laughs> Phoenix. Uh, who was actually – this role was actually specifically written for him. He should have been nominated, man. He plays such a great douche. Like if you, they, they always say if, they, if you can hate somebody on screen and they did their job, yeah. I, I, I literally wanted to see this guy die. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was such a dick throughout the whole movie. Yeah, they're, yeah they, he's, he's one of those characters who are just like, man, I, I just want to just get him gone. Yeah, it's like one of those movies. Like you have your moments. You're like, man, I just want to see him get it. And, yeah. yeah, and it's funny. Is is years later we had another movie or TV series based into like kind of like the the the, the Middle Ages, Dark Ages, and the actor that played um, shoot, just drew a blank on his name from Game of Thrones. Which one? Uh, Joffrey. Joffrey. Sorry, I just oh, had it at the tip of my tongue. I was like, "Don't, don't freaking say Joffrey!" And then, of course, I forgot it once it came up. I, I but the actor that played Joffrey based it and, re- and really looked at how uh, Joaquin did this role. And it's like that. And you, when you see them, if you, I, I mean, can see that it was almost like a base for Joffrey. Yeah, very much. And I mean, because again, yeah. a character. I, I wow, that's that's. Hmm. When yeah, you know, when you watch him, and you just you would think of. Joffrey as a young Commodus when you when you're looking at them, uh, and again another another character I wanted to see die. <laughs> I mean, so bad spoilers yeah, for anybody who hasn't seen it. Twenty million other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after uh, so after we you know we, we find out you know that the uh, that the uh, Emperor Marcus doesn't feel Commodus his son is un, is unfit to rule and that he wishes for Maximus to succeed him as regent and to basically help save Rome and to. Give everything back to the Senate because uh, again – No, know, he wanted to give it back to the people. The people, the senators. That's what he, yes, he wanted yes, to turn yes, it back exactly. over and give it to the Senate, which the Senate is ran by the people just like our country is because yeah. uh, they both are dem- dem- democracies. Dude, I, I mean uh, stop you right there. You, I mean, one of the big scenes in that movie that is literally right there in that tent, Richard Chamberlain or uh, – Richard Chamberlain. Richard Harris. 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 I said Richard Chamberlain. Yeah, you did. Sorry. It's okay. It's actually, I said River Phoenix. Don't remember. Okay, we're so, we're, we're, so we're tied right now. We're tied. <laughs> <laughs> when a man sees his end, he wants to know there was some purpose in his life. One of the great lines that he spoke to Maximus right there. I, I was like, wow. That, that, that just basically is the whole brunt of the movie, the ending purpose. It literally foreshadows the entire movie, if you think about it, if he had any purpose. And I mean, when we get to that last scene in, in the arena, but, um, yeah, I just thought that line was like, wow, what a powerful line. And basically calling him his son and then his own son that he had nothing. I mean, we'll get there. But I just thought well, what a powerful I mean, he line. loved his son, but he just wasn't, didn't feel like he was fit 
to do what needed to, to be done. Uh, and then we'll go down later on. He actually explains to Joaquin why and he blames himself. Yeah. Because, hey, I was not I was not the good the father I should have been to you. Like maybe I, would, I should have raised you like maybe like basically he raised almost Maximus. Right. Because, know, yeah. Yeah. The warrior that he was. Yeah. Because he but was talking. Thomas, he didn't. Because it, yeah, was raised em, in a different way. Emperor, you know? he was like, emperor Marcus yeah. was talking about, you know, he spent 20 years as emperor and four of those were in peace. So, yes, if he's with Marcus that or, or when, when he's with, you know, um, Maximus for those, you know, 16 years or around that. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. that's he's spending more time out in the field of battle. Like you literally like we talk about like scenes you could have added. Like if I mean, it's just a little minor quibble. But maybe you could have had a flashback scene with a younger, you know, uh, Commodus and Maximus with uh, the emperor and basically like, hey, you know, you you see like in the field, like he's just training and walking like just a, a little walk by. You see like a young Maximus with a sword and you see Commodus is like looking down on him. I was like, oh, you know, I, I would never do such things. And it could be like during the era of peace. Like, hey, this is how he was raised. He was raised during peace. He was raised in politics. That's why he's so good at like talking and all that. He wasn't good at war. Maximus was good at war. That's all he knew. And Commodus was raised in a certain way, like with teachers and, and privilege and all that stuff. I, I think they did enough with the exposition that they did. They don't. They don't shouldn't. Know. They I didn't need a scene. Something, something different. Like, hey, you can understand why he's a douche and why, why he did the thing. I, I think we, we learn why he's such a douche. Quip, <laughs> yeah. Like, like I said, yeah. I think I think it was done in the exposition of, of what, you know, what Richard Harris was saying. And then we learn Oh, why he's such a douche very quickly. Mm. It doesn't take yeah. long. Oh, yeah. Uh, so then uh, – so um, we, uh, we – upon hearing this, uh, Commodus murders his father in probably one of the most brutal – like that one. That one was like kind of a twist for me. You know, you're, you're basically smothering, but you're hugging, you're hugging your father to death. That was – yeah. what a brutal death, man. Like it's – and he's crying while he does it. Like, yeah. man, like just so many powerful scenes. That scene alone, like damn, like mm-hmm. he's dying and he's killing him and then – and then he walks out and says, hey, my father's dead. Doesn't anybody question? Like, I know he was old, but like. Well, well no, because he, the emperor said, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm close to dying. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I know where, where my life is going. It's, he already knew he was dying. And so I think everybody else, maybe, you know, the close, you know, the close court, you know, the close people around him probably knew as well. Mm. Uh, so a communist proclaims himself the new emperor and asks Maximus for his loyalty, but Maximus refuses. Uh, then Maximus is arrested by the uh, Praetorian guards and is told that he and his family will die. Uh, he kills his captors, although not without injury, and rides off towards his home near near uh, Tru- I can butcher that one. Treehole. Sorry. Bless you. It's okay. Yeah, you're 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 the one that you know. You got the Spanish in here. You should be doing some of these words. Some of these are Spanish. Oh, well, maybe next time I'll, I'll do this one. We'll do a uh, So so uh, where he finds his home destroyed, his family murdered. Um, what a what a graphic yeah. scene when he sees his wife and kid burned to death and hung up. I mean, just I mean, burned alive is one thing, but be hung up too. Oh, they were crucified. It wasn't hung up. They weren't oh, hung. Okay. They, they yeah, were, he okay, later referred crucified. All right. Yeah, we later hear. I think when he meets back up with uh, Commodus's sister, uh, I think uh, Nubidian or I can't remember her name. But when we when they when they meet back up, he said makes he tells her everything that you know. This is what I saw, and they were crucified. And I'm like, oh wow, man. okay, that's, that's yeah. Dude. Well, back then that was the thing was the crucifixion during the Roman times. That was. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so after he uh, writes to his home is near and where he then basically then he just collapses from his injuries and I think just is heartbreaking everything and uh, but he is found yeah, he, by he, he, yeah he's dead he basically just I like to think of that moment that that maximus died and then what you're seeing throughout the movie when he's when he's eventually captured as a prisoner that's him being rebuilt as a different maximus yeah well that's that that, that yeah. part of him is dead like you know his loyalty to rome whatever like the, the the general that he was the loyalty that he had to the emperor that's gone all right that was all killed out of him when this new emperor like he, he's that moment is dead and throughout the film we're progressing we're building him back up right yeah now he's now he's just the gladiator now or now we see him as the slave then we see him mm-hmm. later turn to the gladiator then we later see you know further progression mm-hmm. of the character yes. uh so he takes his fam- his my, his wife and son down he buries him and he collapses from his injuries there he's found by slavers who take him to the city of a uh, uh zubar uh in the roman providence of a uh, mauritan where he is uh, sold to a gladiator trainer named Proximo. I like Proximo. What a good uh, yeah. character, man. He was a really cool character, man. It's like one of those – to have a great movie, yeah, you got to have great stars. But 
what is the best? What is the thing we've always said? Supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Supporting cast is key, man, because that makes the movie, that elevates the movie. You, you can have a, a great actor in a movie. Not necessarily going to be a great movie, but it, it's like the, the entire supporting cast. You got to have those people that, you know, almost like the uh, accessories you got to put together. Yeah. Like a woman, when she dresses up, going to have her accessories match, right? To make her look pretty. Yeah, this is. Think of supporting actors as accessories. Well, that's, I mean, when you look at, you know, you definitely, you, you look at Richard Harris, you know, the perfect, perfect performance, perfect person yeah. to be in there for this role. And the same thing for Proximo. You had yep. Oliver Reed, uh, who's been in, in the, you know, acting for forever. forever. Uh, he did yeah. Oliver, Woman in Love, Lion of the Desert, Cast Away from 1986, Adventures of Baron Munchausen, uh, Funny Bone. Uh, Gladiator was his last movie. In fact, he passed away before I think there was still another month or a couple of weeks left to film. Yeah. So, uh, so that actually triggered some changes in the movie. We'll talk about those later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and apparently, uh, there was a little tension between him and Russell Crowe. They did not get along. Uh, uh, Oliver apparently has, uh, was at the time was kind of a, was a recently recovering alcoholic and was having some issues and him and Russell Crowe just did not get along. In fact, <laughs> Oliver got yelled out by his manager. He's like, why do I have to go in and, I, and, and go in and, and, you know, audition for this? I, it's I, I'm me. And his, his manager's like, <laughs> his manager's like, no, you're going to go. You're going to audition, and when they call you back for a second audition, you're going to go again. It doesn't matter who you are. You're, you know, you're, you're late. You're in your, you know, twilight years right now in your career. You take what you can. You're going to audition, and yeah, it was kind of, kind of funny when they, you know, they put it put he pushed back, but mm-hmm. I, but yeah, like I said, yeah, some of the some of the uh, things for the original script had to get changed because of his passing because of just those few weeks left of filming that so much can happen. But he. He's in there quite a bit, so you know, we we definitely yeah, got he's in there a lot. I mean, I, I before you told me that, I didn't even know he had passed away yeah. before the start of the filming was done. The ending know, was supposed after, to be but... different. That's that's the one thing. There was supposed to be a slight change in the ending. And once mm-hmm. we get to that, well, I'll, I'll explain it as to okay. what I think. I couldn't find anything of what they said of the original one was, but I have a feeling. I have an I have an idea of what it might have been. <laughs> uh, so, although reluctant, Maximus fights in the local tournaments. He at first. Didn't he refuse to fight? You know, in the first tryouts, uh, you know, we get to we get to see those moments of two two gladiators or two fighters, you know, butting heads, and then and eventually, of course, they they grow to learn, you know, have respect for each other. The big dude, I I, I didn't catch his name though, the one oh, massive guy. The, and he, yeah. I forgot that guy. Oh, I oh he's been in the the guy that I, the trainer. I know who you're talking about. He was actually, and look this up, he was in a short lived Conan the Barbarian series. He played Conan. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yep, there he is. Yeah, this yeah. is uh, Ralph Rudolph Moyle. Yeah, I remember that series. It was, I think it was on a, a season or two seasons, but I thought it was I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was really cool. He used to like, um, he was always calling that god that Schwarzenegger was always loyal to. I forgot that god's name. It was like the god of metal or something. But he would always be Crom. He would always be like, like every episode. He's like, I can just for Crom. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was also in, uh, he was a Thor- Thorak in uh, the Scorpion King. Yes, yes, yes. So, exactly. yeah, so, so yeah. his name uh, in the movie was uh, H- Hagen. So yeah, we see so we so we see that moment with, with him with Hagen and um, we see Hagen and and, and Maximus kind of have that little you know stare standoff of like you know I Maximus isn't going to fight him because he knows he can kill him and I, lo- I love that that aspect of it. And, yeah, because he's a, he's a trained all, all he was was just a big dude. Yeah, that's all he was. I mean, that, and I think you know, and his. You know, we're let's believe like this guy is a big intimidating guy. We can't beat him. But Maximus is a trained warrior, so he can take anybody out. And I, I love that aspect. He's like, I don't want to fight you because I can kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeed. I know like third, like it's almost like I don't want to, comp- I don't want to throw Batman into this, but it's almost like you throw Batman into a fight with like, you know, a guy. I don't want to put Bruce Lee, but let's say like on a Bruce Lee level, you know, and Batman, I don't want to fight you, dude. No, man. I, he's like, well, why? Because like, well, I know he's all the different forms of martial arts and I created my own form too. That's, I hate to throw that out there. It's just kind of a little comparison, but hey, I know I could kick your ass. You know, I know like thirty different ways I could break bones and without killing you. Almost like that Dark Knight Returns stuff. So, and he's also introduced and in, in, uh, becomes friends with uh, Juba, who's a, a Nubian, and uh, they they you know 
get a certain bond going. But uh, his Mr. military. Jamon Hansu, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, that is who. Okay. Yep. And his uh, military skills help him win matches during the. They stay in like the, the local level, you know, the 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 the, the triple A level of, nice. uh, of gladiator nice. fights. Well said. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way I could describe <laughs> it, you know. You're not you're not quite ready for the big times. You're not ready for the big show. So they they do a local, uh, and Proxima reveals that he has he was once a gladiator himself, and who was freed by Marcus. And uh, we see a little we see a little back and forth with um with Maximus about it. I, I love there's a moment where he's like he uh, Maximus just laughs in his face like you 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 didn't know Marcus. He's like no I didn't, but he freed me. I didn't know him. Like, he wasn't a friend of mine, but. And uh, so yeah, he, it's almost like that's like he's like I'm I'm loyal to him even though I've never met him, but the guy freed me, so I'm I'm you know I I I appreciate that, so I know who he is, like, and, and he loved him for that. Yeah, almost. and we we soon to find you know he he advises Maximus that the, the he must win the crowd to win his freedom. That's the only way that he says it's going to happen. Uh, and then about that time, Commodus organizes a hundred and fifty days of games, uh, and Proximus takes the gladiators to fight in the Roman Colosseum. Before we before you get to that, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, no. but I love, and I'm not sure if you've ever seen the behind the scenes, like, because they showed, like, they created the Roman Colosseum through CGI. Like, if you've seen the before and after pictures, like, they show, like, the, the, the like before, and it's the Roman Colosseum now, and they'll show, like, what they did CGI-wise. Like, it's incredible. When they, when they actually do that, they, they pan to that scene of the Roman Colosseum, like, outside, and you see, like, wow. I feel like I'm actually in, you know, this century of, of, of Greece or Rome or where we're at. Like, wow. Well, they so. they couldn't – they went to the Roman Coliseum to look at filming there and it was too small. Ridley Scott yeah. thought it was like – So they made it bigger. Yeah, they went – he made like a, a – very similar to how they kind of did with Titanic. They made a partial boat. This one, mm-hmm. they made a partial Coliseum and then like you said, the rest was all CGI. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, so they could have more things going on because there was still – practical use going on there like when we get to the coliseum the, the things that they did to bring up like the tigers and things like that they used yeah, pulleys yeah. and wenches just like they did at the col- real coliseum so they had a, a certain it's level. almost like this the story back then doesn't fit the coliseum needs almost like you, they you know they, you, they mentioned the games in the coliseum back then and and you look at the coliseum well, wow it's not that big for all it was and i think ridley was like wait a minute it should be bigger it should be. It's grand. Like you have people there. It's like it's it's an event. So let's yeah, let's make it big. That's what he basically did. I'm a, I'm a bit of a history buff. I I love watching documentaries. And and the Coliseum was bigger. The it, it's the, what we see is the base. Mm. There was more built up, and that's what has kind of fallen away. Oh, okay. That's okay. why it's all not right, as right. big as when, when when we imagine it. That's what I was trying to think. Yeah. I was, like, was it actually that small? It wasn't. Was no, it it's like like you think like you know you're our local one. You have the the base, but then you have like these more rickety. I, I want to call them rickety, but the, like the metal bleachers that are go above the base of it. The, well, mm. something similar, but it was wood there, okay, and, it, okay. and it's basically so rotten I, I and fall. I, I just kept looking at the base itself, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's kind of small. Yeah. Well, you got to realize. I mean, most of most of what they had at the real original Coliseum wasn't just the gladiatorial battles. They also yeah, had water stuff. battles. They filled up the they, they filled up the Coliseum with water and had ships in there. Jesus. So it's not it's what we see is you know it's 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 not as. I want to know how they got the water in there, <laughs> dude. It's Rome, man. They had they had running plumbing and water back then. So you know, oh, the, okay. well, one of the things like I said, I, I, I know I, the, the reason I say that is I, I was thinking like, wait, back then did they have like people run to the lake and bring no. little buckets and just like throw it in there? <laughs> like I said, I, I'm a I'm a large history buff, and I humans have a we we are a, cre- uh, a species of uh, that loves amnesia or has that amnesia we will get to a certain technological point and then also we'll forget about the crap and then we'll go back you think rome mm-hmm. had all of these things they had running water they had you know um the different uh different plumbing and things of that nature and then you go into you look at what happened during the middle ages all that stuff got forgotten about and stopped using you know and then we're now coming back you know 150 years ago started getting that stuff back so yeah, it's it's just one of those things. As humans, we have a tendency of forgetting things. Eh? The uh, the old uh, saying, you yes. know, you're, you're, those are destined. Those who don't remember the past are destined to repeat it. And that's repeat it. Yep. So then we are. We see that they uh, come up to the Coliseum, and I love that moment where you see uh, Juba. You know, he's like, I've never imagined. You know, you talk about how big the Coliseum looked. He's like, mm-hmm. I never imagined men could make something this big. Yeah, that's what I loved about it. It was so epic, like the journey to the Coliseum itself. Like then they, they mentioned it to the movie. And then when you finally get there, it's like, wow, okay, now we know what we're talking yeah. about now. 
So uh, disguised by his masked helmet, Maximus debuts in the gladiatorial battle in the Colosseum um, as a Carthaginian in a reenactment of the Battle of Zama. Unexpectedly, Maximus leads his uh, uh, leads his side to victory, and you know he basically rallies the men, says, hey, "Everybody, listen! Hey, this is what we're going to do." You have a few of the dumbasses that go running off by themselves and get you know killed and taken out, and uh, so and, and so they they and they end up you know winning the battle, which being a reenactment of an old battle they were they were the ones that were supposed to die and lose and, and that i think that's one of the funnier things when a commodus says that he's like well, t- uh didn't they lose the battle yeah yeah and then he just walks up <laughs> very case like didn't they lose the battle of Carthage? <laughs> he's like damn it so so he, like i said he he leads his side to victory and uh and commodus wants to go and visit him and he's saying you know congratulations you did a great job so he enters the coliseum and to offer you know his congratulations and he orders uh that he asks him his name, and of course he's keeping his mask on. He simply just says "Gladiator." Gladiator. My name is Gladiator, and just proceeds to walk away. Commodus, of course, gets angry. Don't turn your back to me, and that's when he reveals himself to be Maximus and gives the awesome line. You know, everybody oh, quotes, yeah, like you say. Oh man, was it like a father to a dead wife, father to a dead son? Yeah, no, husband to a dead oh. wife, father to a dead dead son. Uh, I have I have one more one more person to kill. I can't remember the full line. Oh, oh, so freaking epic. And yeah. you see him just looking at him like mortified. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we definitely get that moment. And, and then we, we realize, you know, Commodus, okay, he thinks he's gonna, he's gonna try to, you know, get rid of him here. So, uh, so uh, Commodus is compelled by the crowd to let the gladiators live and his guards are held back and uh, from striking them down. Now, here's something that you might not have known. This is like a, one of those little history things I, t- I like to talk about sometimes. The thumbs up and thumbs down that we always see in the, in the gladiator movies and especially in this one, mm-hmm. that is actually wrong. Oh, when, really? Yes. When they did the, the, this and they did the thumbs up, that was actually to kill because you're unsheathing your sword. Thumbs down was mm-hmm. you sheath your sword so you do not kill them. So that's something, uh, you know, that was something that they had there that you need to, you know, that that's they did difference by the main, main reason they kept it to the thumbs up as, you know, they can live and thumbs down, they die was that's what we're known where we, we understand people would yeah. have probably gotten confused if they were doing that. So, yeah, why, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, but that's what it was in, in that time. Do it. This was put your sword away. This was pull yeah, your sword your out. Sword down, yeah, yes. that's, you know, so the, uh, the typical phallic symbols, you know, put your sword out. <laughs> <laughs> So then as uh, – so he, he did tell back and then Maximus' uh, next fight is against a legendary undefeated gladiator named uh, Tigris of Gaul. Oh. Uh, Commodus has arranged for several tigers to be set out upon uh, Maximus during the duel. So he's surrounded by basically um, – you know, uh, what's it, the, the lumberjack matches you have in wrestling? Yeah, it's a lumberjack match. It's, yeah, it's basically it a lumberjack match with, uh, with, with tigers. With tigers. And uh, – so and again, that's why I was talking about that. They they had the tigers come up in actual pulleys, and there were real tigers there. Uh, watch the behind the scenes where where they're you know there uh, you see them uh, there and uh, Russell Crowe's around the tigers. He's like very cautious. Uh, some were CGI if you look at some of them. Hmm. So then, uh, so after uh, after during the duel, Maximus you know prevails, and uh, Commodus orders Maximus to kill tigers, but Maximus spares his opponent's life. And he is called Maximus the Merciful by the crowd. So again, another like you were mentioning before, another rebirth. We, yeah, we yeah. had we had the slave Maximus, then we had the gladiator Maximus. Now we're getting, you know, Maximus the Merciful, where now the crowd is recognizing him and showing him love. Yeah, and that's one of the things that uh, Proximo said. If you can get the crowd on your mm-hmm. side, you can become more powerful than the the Emperor of Rome. Yep. So, so angered at this outcome, Commodus uh, taunts Maximus is about his family's death. But Maximus turns away and uh, and walks and walks away. Basically, he walked over to him and said, "Hey, I heard your son, you know, whine like a wimp and, and moaned like a and your wife moaned like a whore." And I mean, just all sorts of like Ooh. rough. And <laughs> that, that's rough. Yeah. So he, he back, together. Yeah, he backs himself away. Uh, Maximus discovers from a uh, Circe who is is a uh, his ex orderly. Yeah, it's a Ciro. Sorry, his ex orderly oh, okay. that uh, his uh, former legions remain loyal. Uh, if you remember in the movie, it was the one guy that was like running along the hall, running, running out. Uh, is, that in the Quint- street. is that is that Quintus? Was that no, Quintus? No, hold on. Let no. me see who played. 
I don't see his name on here. Oh, there it is. Uh, no, that was Ed. No, that's Cassius. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, I don't see his name on here. Sorry. It's okay. I <laughs> uh, no, General. No, you're thinking General Quintus. That's who you're thinking about. Yeah, no, he, um, no, he, he shows up later. Yeah, no, okay. you're, yeah, you're, you're thinking of, no, no, Cicero was, uh, that was a uh, Tommy, uh, Tom Flanagan. If, uh, if, okay. no, if anybody's okay. uh, uh, familiar with uh, Sons of Anarchy. And, oh, uh, Chubbs. Yeah. yeah. That's Chubbs. Yep, yeah, yeah. I forgot that. And, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's who you, he was in the movie, but uh, sans beard. He didn't have the beard on him. And so that's why he, he's got to like, you can see the scarrings of his natural yeah. you know, scarrings, but. So then we, uh, so then what we find out is that, you know, that his, his, his troops are still, his legions are still loyal to him, which we, I always kind of, when I'm watching, I was like, yeah, they loved him. It was the emperor that changed hands. And, you know, I'm pretty sure they still are. Uh, we are, then uh, we're more introduced. We, we've already been introduced to her a few times, uh, Lucila. Who is the well, uh, uh, you know, yeah. Commodore's uh, sister, and, uh, and who's and all again? You got to keep in mind all of these folks are really truly based off of real life people. Uh, Lucilla was Commodore's real sister. Commodore's was a true emperor in Rome. So these aren't just made up names. These are yeah. these are actual uh, uh, Maximus, I believe, is, but the the uh, the rest of them are are not. Mm. Uh, Lucilla's was uh, played by uh, Connie Nelson, by the way. Uh, oh, if, was it Connie Nelson? I thought yeah. that was Lena Headley for some reason. No, no, that was Connie. Uh, she's uh, from Mission from Mars, One Hour Photo, Haunted, uh, The Nymphomaniacs. Sorry, Wonder I just Woman had to. Too, I, uh, she was in Justice League and Wonder Woman 1984, mm-hmm. and all, actually right. both Wonder Woman's, yeah. Hippolyta, right? Yep. She was Wonder Woman's mom. Yes, she was, yeah. yeah. And she is actually a very. She loves history. Uh, just as probably just as much as me, probably more because actually the red ring when you watch the movie, the red ring you see her hold, having on her hand mm. is actually from the Roman Empire. She actually bought Jesus. it. It was a it was a two thousand year old ring, and so she she bought it and, and wore it during the during the during the filming. So oh wow, I didn't know that. Okay. Shit. Good for her. So uh, so yeah, so so Lucila <laughs> uh, again, like I say, Commodore's sister. Uh, and uh, it's uh, it's and a uh, uh, another influential ju- senator. Uh, I got butcher this one. Gra- Gratu- Gratus looks like Grouchos, but it's not. It is Grouchos. <laughs> and uh, and Maximus meets secretly. Uh, Maximus will escape Rome, join his soldiers, topple Commodore by force, and uh, the hard and the hand of power will be- go back to the Roman Senate, which is what was originally asked for by the by Emperor Marcus. Commodus learns of the plot when Lucilla's son, who um, the, his son was great. I loved him. I loved him throughout it. You know, being a oh, he was great. Yeah. Being a fan, uh, but but her son uh, Lucius uh, innocently hints at the conspiracy, and then because uh, he's practicing through the through the halls of the of the um, of the palace, you know, saying you know you know he's gonna be he's gonna be a gladiator too and overthrow something, and that's when he's like, oh okay. So oh, Commodus really? threatens Lucilla and Lucius in the most twisted way possible. Oh boy! Uh, basically, he's telling Lucius about a story from the past, and then says, "Creepy story, man." Yeah, oh, real man. creepy. Yeah, and then he he starts hinting that he changes the story and saying, "Well, there's another story. I'll you know I'll tell you tomorrow, but we'll find out how it ends." And he starts sort of telling him the story, and it's basically the story between him and his sister and how she's you know become tra- treacherous against yeah. him. So maybe uh, the way he had him on his lap. Yeah, yeah. You just you see her, see Connie start crying, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is just like rough. The <laughs> rough scene, man. and and again, another one of those scenes when you make a comment of uh, of Joaquin Phoenix should have gotten. I don't even think he got a nomination. Though. I don't know. I don't he, think he did. He should have though. He should. I mean, I I understand what the movies that the other movies that were around during that time, but this was an amazing. Just, just yeah. His, his, Without him, you don't have the, yeah. the movie that it is. Like you need him in this movie because, like you said, you got to have somebody to hate. Mm-hmm. And, and trust me, he was. He, <laughs> I, I hated him throughout the whole movie. There was no love. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, and it's great to see you know find characters like that uh, that you just just despise. Uh, you, know, and you don't. We don't get them as much anymore. They're, they're, these these nowadays we're getting more and more of these these characters and villains that have a have a purpose and a conscience behind what they're yeah, doing like a moral center yeah and i'm like actually a bad guy anymore. 
Yeah, well, I mean, they are. When I you like were, it, but it's just yeah. like I kind of miss like. I miss a straight. Yeah, I just mean a, miss straight a straight up heel, a bad guy. Straight up heel. Yeah, yeah no tweener, <laughs> no nothing. He's a straight up heel. You know, we don't, we don't, I don't need to know that he's doing this for a right reason. No, he's doing it because he's a jackass and, yeah. and he needs to die. And that's what, we, that's what we need. We'll take him out. So, uh, so, uh, during this time, uh, Lucius, uh, after telling the story, uh, uh, come on, um, Commodus has his uh, Praetorian guards arrest the senator, Gracchus, and attack the gladiator barrica- uh, barracks. Proxima and his men, including Hagen, sacrifice themselves to enable Maximus to escape. Uh, Maximus is unfortunately captured with a rendezvous with Circe, who is uh, later killed because he is basically strapped to a horse oh, with, a, with a noose oh. around him. Oh, dude. Awful way to go. He finds about that plot real yeah. quick and starts murdering all his people. Like, damn. It's, yeah, he doesn't kill everybody that's in the in, in there. I know they talk about the proxman and his men, including you know, including Hagen, sacrifice themselves. When they say sacrifice themselves, we're not saying that they died. They sacrificed themselves to let him go, so they they were basically arrested and put in you know prison jail. jail. Yeah. So, in the effort to win back the people's approval, Commodus challenges Maximus to a duel in the Colosseum. Uh, this is when we see Maximus strapped up down at the at the bottom of the Colosseum. All the other you know, prisoners are all around him. And Commodus comes down and, and true fucking villain, great villain fashion has his, does his, 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 uh, has his, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The wait, shanks him. Do, well, no, but does, does his exposition, exposition again about, hey, this is what I'm going to be doing. This is why I'm doing this. You're my brother. Cause he loved my dad loved you just as much as he loved me. Mm-hmm. So that makes us brothers and, you know, gives him a hug. And then, yeah. Good old, oh, good old fashioned uh, Shawshank style. <laughs> nice shank in the in the back, and uh, so so then he tells him, "Hey, put his put his armor back on and make sure nobody sees the sees that wound." Yeah. So uh, so despite his injuries, Maximus disarms Commodus, whom uh, the Praetorian guards refuse to aid, which I thought was amazing scene. Yeah. All the guards are surrounding him. You do have the other the, – the commander of the guards is standing there with him or with his guards. And, you know, he, that when he uh, – when Commodus loses his sword, he's like, give me a sword, give me a sword. And, and they don't – they just back off. They're well, like, they oh. don't. You hear somebody pulling out a sword and you see the commander step forward and go, everybody, sheath your, sheath your weapon and, and you know, don't help. And that's like that was perfect. Oh man, that's when you know you lost because he didn't have the crowd on his side. Yep. People didn't want him. No. And then uh, Commodus, uh, in true uh, villainous fashion, produces a hidden knife, magic, magic. <laughs> which uh, Maximus uh, in turn drives into Commodus's throat, killing him. Uh, Maximus conf- uh, succumbs to his wounds, but before he dies, he asks uh, for political. Reforms for you know to release his uh, gladiator allies to be freed, for the Senate uh, Senator Grucho's to be reinstated, and basically to let you know the Senate take over again. Yeah. Give Rome back to the people. That's what he. That's what the Emperor wanted. So that's what he wanted to. And Maximus's friends and allies honor him as a soldier of Rome. Now, one of the things I thought that was very cool was you know somebody's like, hey, get help. I need help. You know, let's. Can somebody help us get his body? And not only the soldiers, the senators and the senators. and Lucius. I thought I thought Lucius, that was kind of cool. Yeah. He was too short to help him when they lifted him up, but he tried. He's like, yeah, <laughs> he got in there. I, was, I like. I, I thought that was a, that was great. Uh, so at uh, at uh, Lucilla's behest, uh, they carry his body out of the arena, leaving uh, the dead Commodus behind. Yeah, that was that was an epic moment when yeah. they did lifting up Maximus' body, but they leave the emperor there just dead. Like, okay, he was nothing. We don't care. Now, in this, in the extended version I saw, there is a long scene where we go back to the wheat fields and him walking through and seeing his wife and his son at their home. And yeah, I saw that one. Okay, I just want to make sure I wasn't sure. Uh, and then, of course, it ends with uh, Juba visits the Colosseum at night and buries the figurines of Maximus's wife and son at the spot where he died. And Juba promises to see Maximus again, but not yet. Yep, not yet. And that's yeah, that is it. Now, my theory again, like I said, I couldn't find anything about what the original script was. My theory is is and I think it ended up better this way. But I think at one point because of um, of Oliver, Oliver Reed passing, remember his story about how he won his freedom. I think it was going to be Proxima and him battling and Proxima gives him his freedom. Gives him the wooden sword and says, "You're free now." That would have been a cool because there was. Been. They were saying that there was a scene, a, a, a fight scene that was supposed to happen between Proxima and 
and Maximus that couldn't happen because again, the Oliver Reed had passed away before it was done. Oh, that's, that's interesting. So I don't, again, yeah, I don't, I don't didn't see anything, but you know, it was something to, to keep in mind. I don't know if they would have done it. They hated each other. So <laughs> who knows? Well, I think for this, they would have done it just for, you know, cause Ridley said, Hey, just for do it. Yeah, of <laughs> course. do it. So guys, that is it. Uh, if you guys are interested, definitely check it out. And there's a lot of really cool behind the scenes and there's like few Tons. on the history, uh, on the history channel. Actually, I think around the time this came out yeah. about like the backstory of truly of Commodus and, an end of uh, the Emperor Marcus and just a Marcus little bit, yeah, back, you know, a really mm. cool backstory about it. So, uh, definitely, uh, do your, you know, if you guys are interested, you know, get out there and do do some research and, you know, if you're a big history buff yeah. and you would love this movie, you're all about the Rome and the emperors and all that stuff. It's, it's really good. It's really, really good. I, like I said, I, I've seen this movie many a times. It's a long movie, but it's a good movie. Like some long movies can be like drawn out, like, oh man, we're still here two hours later. No, yeah. this is, if you it, the movie's good and it goes by fast, and you'll get into it, you get into the history and, and all that, and like the, the characters are just amazing, and like I said, great supporting characters too. Like Russell was great, but without those other accessories around, this movie does not succeed. Yeah. Even you know Connie Nelson's great, the kid is great too. I forgot his name. I don't know if he's still acting or not, but just just great, 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 great. If you guys haven't seen it, give it a chance, give it a shot. Um, I will give it four straight jackets myself. Just. You know, not quite five, but four, solid four. Oh, actually, uh, the the actor that played uh, Lucius uh, Spencer Treat Clark, he was actually in one of your favorite shows in uh, Agents of Shield, where he actually portrayed Warner Von Strucker's um, in the in the in the uh, through the third and fifth season, and he was really? also he was also in Animal Kingdom. If anybody's ever watched Animal Kingdom, so yeah, interesting. He is still out, out there acting and uh, and doing stuff. He was also in uh, Glass as well. Oh. He was uh, Joseph Dunn. He played. He played. Uh, he played the son, the older son. In, uh, in oh, the, okay. So, so yeah, definitely uh, still out there doing his thing. Well, I'll do have to check that out. So, what do you think of it? I, I again, I I'm a I'm a newbie to it, so I I liked it. I really did. I it is one I would more than willing to. I, I want to rewatch. I, I don't. I don't need to do it right now. But no, um, <laughs> you know, down the road, uh, you know, a couple months, maybe, yeah, to re just revisit it and see and just see the things I might have missed. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely not it, for it being long. Sometimes I'm like, OK, I saw it. I'm done. I don't need to see it. I don't I got what I I got the experience. Yeah, but it's definitely this one I can definitely I can definitely rewatch yeah. if I want it. You know, if I felt like the, the need for it. Indeed, man. So um, if you guys haven't seen it, check it out. If you have seen it, check it out again. It's definitely worth it. man. That's Russell Crowe probably at his best. Yes. All right, guys. Well, make sure you guys do check us out on uh, Heroes Asylum Weekly Podcast. We come out every Sunday uh, and drop our podcast every Monday, but you guys can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. And uh, if you guys are interested in supporting us, you can meet uh, support us at Patreon. And you just go to Patreon and go to Heroes Asylum, and our page is there. And we would definitely appreciate the love. And yeah, uh, throw us a buck, throw us two bucks, man. You know, because this equipment ain't cheap. <laughs> and and <laughs> then we. And then we also, uh, and then also, you make sure you guys do check out Midnight Movies, where uh, we are currently uh, doing the year, the years two thousand to two thousand ten. And next week we will be dropping Hancock. Oh yeah! Watch along. So make sure you guys join us on that. A fun one, good one to get. So, uh, uh, I guess it's my turn. Twitter at the Asylum underscore podcast, Instagram at the Asylum, and um, Mike to me to you get to the Asylum. 